All aboard the gravy train! Are you riding your financial planner or broker's gravy train? Your financial prospectus outlines how brokers are allowed to charge you hidden fees. Next stop, hidden fees! Want to take back control of your retirement income? Just get off at the next stop. And tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halavi, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me this morning. Appreciate you sticking around. We're talking about your family's finances. I'm Arif Halabi, the total financial hour on AM870 the answer. Giving you, uh, gosh, ideas and tips and tricks, I think, that just really aren't found out there. Everybody's trying to give you percentages and graphs and uh, details that, uh, frankly, boggle the mind for most of us. Uh, let me give you our number to start with, 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847, 888-99-RETIRE. Now, we talk about retirement because there are really two phases in your accumulation of assets or wealth in your life of working. The first, from the day you start working and your grandparents give you a dollar and say, save half of it, and you take that 50 cents and you set it aside. Now, in your life, you're saving for things, sometimes to buy a car or a house, whatever it might be. And ultimately, someday, 20s, in your 30s, whatever it might be, you start setting aside a little money for retirement. For that day to come, when no matter what, you say, I am done working for money, I might volunteer, I might go back and work in a place that, that had my passion, but I'm no longer going to work for a paycheck because my money makes money for me. Now, some of you have heard me recommend a book. It's, an, it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I love the book. It's great for you to learn some basics. But always, here's my disclaimer, unless I write the book, I never agree with 100% of any book, unless we're talking the Bible or a book that I wrote yesterday. Other than that, those two things, um, because right, people change their mind in, in books that, even that they've written. So before you get all excited, look, I love the series, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series. And some of you may know we, uh, me and my family, we were the infomercial family. And I think in 2001, they came to our home in January, filmed it. And over that period of time, it ran for four years. That book changed my life. I like it. Why? Because it'll give you the foundation of why rich people are rich. You see, they're not rich because they're smarter than you and me. Listen, they're not wealthy because they have 26 hours in a day. They just do different things with their money. So laying that foundation for you, you've heard me speak about many people leaving the state of California. You've heard me speak about many people uh, fleeing, if you will, 1,896. Remember that number? 1,896. That was the 2,018 numbers. What is it in 2019? 2,100. 2,194 so far per day 
leave the state of California. Now, this isn't, um, well, look, just like everybody knows somebody that does something, right? (laughs) Especially if you're in, in Southern California, everybody knows somebody who's an actor. Well, everybody knows somebody, family or friend, that has left the state. So I thought I'd bring on an expert to talk about on the front line about this this exodus that's happening right here in Southern California and people are leaving. And I want to get a little bit of an idea of from the person on the street, how this works. His name is John Catalano, heroesrealestateprogram.com. Grab your pen and paper. I'm going to repeat this in just a bit. But John Catalano has been a real estate professional long enough to see trends come and go, long enough to see you guys make different decisions with your money, your life, your finances but specifically down the real estate trail. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're, hey, listen, I've, I've got a couple of big questions because a big part of this conversation with you and I today is going to really get into this real estate market as people are leaving the state. Now, generally, how is the real estate market here in Southern California now? The real estate market is incredible right now, but you have to look at it in two different ways, Arif. You have to look at it from a seller's perspective and you have to look at it from a buyer's point of view. Okay. For a buyer right now, to get into a home at 3% interest, it's cheaper than some of the rents in most areas in southern Los Angeles. Yeah, right. So it's a great time for a buyer at this time. The problem with the buyers is there's a lot more buyers than sellers. So it's driving up the prices incredibly high. The demand to get a home is crazy. So people are overpaying. They are... In a market where they're offering things they shouldn't be offering. They're twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars above asking price. They may be waiving their contingencies, home inspection contingencies, appraisal contingencies. Dangerous, dangerous when you're buying loan contingencies. Yeah, wow. You're buying a half a million dollar house. The first thing you want to do is make sure that you do your due diligence. You want to make sure that it's inspected. You want to make sure that you're not overpaying. Nobody wants to buy a home and be twenty thousand dollars underwater the first day you move into it. We just had a client I spoke to this week. She was buying a house in uh, Orange County, and it was nine 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 nine. So not just under a dollar, under a million dollars. And she came back to me uh, two days later, and she said, "Eric, we got accepted in our bid, but by the way, I had to go up to one point one six, a hundred and sixty thousand dollars above asking, in order to secure the house, because the bidding war had begun. It was horse property. It was newly remodeled, a beautiful place. I don't know what it would have gone for." Two years ago, five years ago, I'm not sure, but I, I can tell you that that is an enormously high price, especially when you're talking about overbidding by 160. But the point is, look, she wants it. She can afford it. She's going to be there. And she said this is her forever house. It's a single story. So certainly she can live there for quite a long time and age there. Yeah. In that case, I can understand why somebody wants to do it. I'm not going to recommend that to most people unless you have to have that house for a specific reason. There's no reason to overpay on a house like that. There's going to be other houses that come on the market. And that's what we do when we're protecting our buyers, no doubt. Right now, for sellers, when we have sellers, our listings, we put a house on the market on a Friday. By Monday, we are reviewing multiple offers, 20, 30, 40 offers. Wow. And we are picking the best offer for our client because when we're representing the seller, we want to get them the most money. Sure. So- If I'm representing a buyer, I don't want them overpaying. But when I'm representing a seller, we are going to take that highest and best offer. But we're not just going to look at the price. We got to look at who's the most qualified buyer, who has the best. So what do you look at when you say most qualified? What what does that mean? We want to see what kind of loan they're going to be doing, for instance. We want to know how much money they're going to be putting down. Why does that matter? 
well, we want to know who's in for it in the long haul. If we have somebody that's putting 3.5% down versus 20% or paying cash, I see, I see. We, we want to make sure that this property is going to close for this, for this seller. We don't want to start an escrow cancel it halfway through it and have to start over again. And miss all those buyers along the way. Absolutely. So it's going to cost money to my seller. Sure. So we did a property. good example is last week, Santa Clarita, $500,000 condo. Started on a Friday. By Monday, we reviewed 24 offers. 24 offers. 24 offers. And they varied across the board. We, we secured an escrow $50,000 above asking price with everything waived except a five-day home inspection contingency to make sure the property is in great shape. It was, they signed off, we're moving forward. Now, what wow. protects our buyers, or what protects our sellers, I should say, is once all the contingencies are removed. And a contingency, remind us what those are. A, a contingency is really, on a buyer's end, it's their way to, to walk out of this transaction penalty-free. When somebody buys a home, you're going to come in with a down payment, a security deposit. Usually, it's 3% of the selling price. So if, if a buyer is purchasing this $500,000 home, down, $15,000. Once they remove all their contingencies, which includes a home inspection, the appraisal contingency to make sure it's going to be at value, which we can talk about in a minute, and the loan contingency, once they're all removed, our seller is protected now. We know that that buyer is there for the long haul. Because if they're not, my seller is going to keep that deposit as their, their cost of doing business that they wasted 30 days on or 20 days on. Folks, I'm Eric Halloway talking with John Catalano, Total Financial Hour. Hey, thanks for being with us. Let me give you our number, 888-99-RETIRE. It's 888-997-3847. John Catalano is a, John is a, is a real estate expert, Heroes Real Estate Program, because he focuses a lot on folks that we call heroes, our service members, firefighters, police officers, uh, and others. But as that first responder program, look, John, you have a variety of people as clients, not just first responders, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Plus, we get so many referrals from maybe a first responder, teacher, fire, police officer to their family members, and we just keep expanding and getting bigger every year. So the reason I bring him, I brought him on here, guys, is not just, of course, for the, for the real estate and the contingency conversation and, of course, the ability, right, for you to understand it, but it's because... As a retirement uh, specialist, if you will, I see people leaving the state of California at record numbers. Part of your exit strategy, part of that, that parachute on your way out the back door is selling your property for the highest dollar period. So you can walk into the new market. So you can walk in and write a check. Buy the house of your dreams. Put a little bit more money on, an, on as a down payment. Maybe upgrade the kitchen. Maybe do the backyard the way you've always wanted but couldn't afford. Those conversations only happen from behind the scenes when you were looking at walking out with California real estate dollars in your pocket. John, we see a lot of people leaving the state of California. Tell me your experience. Are you finding that? Is there a lot of folks leaving either L.A. County, Southern California, or or California altogether? Absolutely. We're seeing a lot of people leaving the San Fernando Valley, moving into the Santa Clarita Valley. We help a lot of people in Santa Clarita, which happen to be that essential employees, first responders, leaving the state right now. And you have some in the San Fernando Valley that are exiting the valley you had mentioned earlier. Sure. The, um, anybody in the Southern California area sees the difference in, say, the quality of life conditions of what's going on in certain areas of Southern, Southern California. And uh, they're trying to f- not just flee California, but flee the areas where there are problems to go into a better neighborhood. Okay. So think about this. Now, we see a lot of, of course, on the retirement end, folks that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, that age bracket, because they're done raising their children. They're done with their career. It's time to move on. Now, 
are you seeing a mixture of younger families and older or older and younger? What, what kind of movements are you seeing internally? Let's just say in California. What, any age bracket, anything specific? You know, the age bracket leaving the state is, are people retiring. They're in that retirement mode. They put in 20, 30 years with the city, maybe a LA Unified, LAPD, LAFD, and they're heading out. They worked hard for many years. They have their pension. They can go to another state. They can save money on taxes. They can save money on cost of living and improve the quality of life for their family. So it's a no-brainer for some people. For other people that don't have the ability to move out of the state right now, they're relocating to different areas that they find more appealing for themselves and their family. Maybe it's the school system. Maybe it's their commute. Whatever it may be, you know, we are helping a lot of people doing that. So I, I see this, guys, is, is the popularity of folks moving out of the state of California. As that popularity is, is taking place, uh, there's a great website, exitcalifornia.org exitcalifornia.org. I don't know. They don't advertise with us. I don't get any extra to money. I like the idea because it really highlights a couple of different places. It highlights where people are moving to and what you might, of course, consider the most important part of the conversation, which is why. Well, I can give you that. The cost of living in most other parts of the country, there are plenty of online tools available. You can go and put in your zip code from where, where you live now, put in the city, and then put it in, in a different area. In Utah, Nevada, Arizona, Texas, wherever it is, take a look at it. Market Watch, Bank Rate, they all have these tools that are available. And remember that the federal government couldn't care less where you live. You pay the same tax, whether you are in California or Nevada or Washington State or Wyoming, the, the federal income tax is the same. It's the state expenses. So we did an analysis for a client last week. Turns out that moving to their, the part that they wanted to in Texas, even with the higher property taxes, ready for this? It was a, it was a 38% savings, meaning they needed 62% of the income to live the same way based on health, transportation, uh, food, utilities, uh, entertainment. All of those things were taken into account. So, John, we're seeing this. John Catalano from HeroesRealEstateProgram.com. We are seeing what? Popular, the popularity of people moving out of the state of California. What, are your, what is your, your customers thinking about these U-Haul truck rental issues? <laughs> well, it, that's, that's really an interesting topic because there's so many people moving out right now. We have clients that are unable to get a U-Haul to even move out because – if you're selling your house, how do you know that that house is going to sell on a specific date that you can do 30 days or 60 days in advance in order to secure that U-Haul or even that moving company? Now, we, we work very closely with a lot of the great moving companies in Santa Clarita. We have great relationships with them. However, there's so many things that are unknown in a real estate transaction. We may have a 30-day escrow, but what if it gets delayed because the lender is late or because the buyer backs out or whatever it may be? There's so many issues that can happen there. And that's why it's so important. If you're thinking about moving out of state, talk with us first. Let my team of experts speak to you free of charge, obviously. We do consultations all day long. We're real estate investors, obviously. We're consultants. We're agents. We know what's going on. We have properties ourselves. But if you're thinking about moving out of state, before you go to Texas and put money down on a house and come back and say, John, I want to sell my house. Can you put it active on the market? We need to speak first because we need to make sure we set up the timelines so we know we can get you there so you're not going to be homeless because your house sold before you're even able to move out. Well, let state. me give you a good example. We had a client who moved, and their issue was uh, 
okay, I'm closing escrow in two weeks. Right. So I, I need a moving truck. They said, well, great. We have two and a half months. Sure. We have a waiting list. And they were in northern L.A. County as well. And that really understands when, when you're looking at trying to get a moving company. So here's a, let me give you some tips and tricks, guys. We're going to cover this, of course, on the second half of the hour. But the retirement ideas, the programs, is to understand what do you do with your retirement account? You're moving. Do you take your pension with you? Do you ask for a lump sum with your pension? Do you say, give me a monthly check? Do you say that I'd like to have half now and half later? How much do you need? That's where we come in. Our job is the specialist. Look, we've seen this. And there's some really good people on the radio and TV. They write books. But always ask yourself, what's the goal of the money? Because the purpose of the money determines the place of the money. When you were young, when you were working and you had risk and you were adding money each and every month or each and every quarter or each and every paycheck, and you're doing that all the time, and you're, as you're doing that, great, you're buying when the stock market's high and low. That's called dollar cost averaging. Fantastic idea. Now you're retired, and now you're pulling out money each and every month, each and every quarter. The opposite is also true. In other words, now as your dollar cost withdrawing, it works against you with volatility. It works against you when you are losing money and when you are going backwards. It works against you, and you run out of money. It's called the sequence of returns. I'm not going to get into those details, but just follow me for a minute. You can't afford the ups and downs when you're withdrawing money. You can when you're depositing, but you can't when you're withdrawing. John, you had mentioned when people go out of state, let's say they move to Texas or they, they fly off to, to Henderson, Nevada or Utah, and they say, okay, I'm ready to buy a house here. They buy a house there and they put that contingency now, sometimes Hopefully we, they put that contingency. Yeah, tell me about that because we you know, see that as a problem. Contingencies are so important, and I speak to people all the time. I'm like, if you're going to buy out of state or wherever you're going to buy, if you have to sell one place in order to buy another one because maybe you need that cash for the down payment on your new purchase, maybe you don't. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you start an escrow, say out of state. It may or may not have a contingency, but you still have to sell your home. And what does that contingency, what does that mean, contingency? Well, if I'm selling your home here in, in northern Los Angeles County and you want to be protected, we want to make sure that there's a contingency in there for you, the seller, and it's called a home of choice contingency. So, yeah, we're going to sell your home. We're going to get all these offers. We're going to pick the best offer, but we're not going to give them possession of your property once it closes. We're going to delay the actual close. And there's a few things we could do. There's many things that we do to protect the seller. One of them is with the home of choice contingency, you're not going to be homeless because your house, house is not going to sell until you're in escrow on a new home and it's about to close there. And then we'll do a concurrent close. You only want to move once. You don't want to move twice or have to store your, your possessions. Yeah. If you could see right now, I have my hand up for that one. Made that mistake in 2002. Had to move, had right. to move twice because the home wasn't ready yet. We sold our home too quickly, and and I was not protected by the real estate agent. Although uh, she was a nice lady, uh, I, I don't know if her experience or her, I, I have no idea. But she made a huge mistake, and and it cost us lots of money in moving and storage, and a lot of headache and heartache. Absolutely, it was a mistake. Absolutely, and one of the other things, and we do it all the time now when we're selling somebody's home and they're waiting for a home to be built out of state or they're just moving to a different county, whatever they're doing. We also have the option, but it has to be done in the contracts early on. It can't be a last-minute thing to the buyers. It's called a home rent back. There's many, many escrows we have where somebody's going to 
sell the home to their new buyer, but they're going to have a 30-day, a 60-day rent back. So they're going to now pay the price of what it's costing their new buyer, but they're in place in their own home, renting it back from the new buyer, and they don't have to move a second time. They don't have to pay for storage. They don't have to worry about not being able to get that moving van or that U-Haul truck. So it gives them a window, kind of a, a, I guess, a window of freedom, flexibility. It's protection. It's, a, it's an it's insurance It's a great idea, that rent back. But you have to have your agent who knows how to do these things to sure. make sure they're talking to both sides, that knows from experience how to protect you. So, John, we protect clients' real estate. Uh, I'm sorry, we, we protect their retirement assets. You protect their real estate assets. Absolutely. And that purchase and that transition. John Catalano, Heroes Real Estate Program. I, grabbed, I told you to grab that pen and paper. Uh, 818-634-5212. That's 818-634-5212. HeroesRealEstateProgram.com. John, you have led, uh, gosh, I don't know, how long have you been in the real estate business? Since 05. I've been through different types of markets, up and down. Yeah, 05, it was still good, and then 07, I started off, the market was pretty good, and it it took a dump. Yeah. So I learned very well in a slower market how to get business, how to do it how to do it the right way. And still protect your buyers and Absolutely. your sellers. Absolutely. We, you know, back then, we were doing a lot of short sales you know, for, for our clients for free, helping them out. We always wanted to make sure that the client was there to keep his house, but in certain instances, instances where he couldn't, we were there to help him out for it. And even today, with everything going on with COVID and unemployment and everything else, we're still helping people now. Now we're starting to get the calls for short sales again, or we're starting to get the calls for a forbearance. Hey, how do I get a forbearance? Our team will help you, you know. And the forbearance is? The forbearance is as somebody who holds a mortgage to go to your mortgage holder and say, listen, I can't make the payments right now, you know, and they will give you, they will give you give time. Give you some time. Absolutely. Like delay the payment, pick up two or three months or, but they don't just have these payments disappear. They usually go on the back They'll end. put it on the back end. Hopefully, if, if the bank's there to help you out, if any bank says well, you have to pay four months worth of, of missed mortgages by next month. You know they're setting them up for disaster. Yeah. Our, our goal is to protect that client, to protect that homeowner. You know, And you can call me if you have any questions. We'll be glad to help you out. Not just somebody looking to buy or sell right now. We're here, we're here to build relationships, and that's what we do in this real estate business. We're here for you long term. If we help you today, we help you tomorrow. We don't help you at all. If we can help you out, that's what we do. Well, folks, what we came across, John and his team, is, is as our clients were moving out of state and that relocation was taking place, we started seeing this time and again that they were getting great deals on their property. They had uh, really, the contract was ironclad, and I saw that in a lot of experiences uh, personally, being on both sides of it, where we've had to either do rent backs or be in a position for our, our personal estate, our assets. But John, I see something that's very unique. As you guys are creating this service, I guess, and you're seeing people move and relocate, I started noticing something, and one of those is that the idea of a seller being in control of the conversation, it doesn't always work that way, but you kind of help navigate them because they have to stay within the law. There are certain rules that if the seller doesn't do things right, could get into trouble. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to have a good understanding of that on either side, if you're representing the seller or the buyer. And, and when you're representing the seller... There's, there's time frames. Your contingencies start anywhere from 17 days to 21 days. So somebody can walk away for no reason up to that 21-day period and get their deposit back. And it's there to protect you. Uh, and I always see that as a concern, guys, because the, the one thing you don't want to do is let your contingencies, let your options to get out of the deal 
to back out, to stop and redo, if you're the buyer, you want to make sure that you are very cautious about those. You pay attention to those dates. And at the same time, if you're a seller, you don't want to overcommit. You need to know what's wrong with your property. You need to know as you walk through this. Hiring John and his team is, is a good move. John, I'm glad that you're here for us because you really give us a chance. When we come back, guys, we're going to get into a couple other areas. I'm going to ask John to stay over if he could. Love to. We're going to talk about some of the things to look out for in a moving company. I'm going to share some experiences of clients. I think you're going to be shocked because if you're retiring, you're planning to move out of the state. The last thing you want to do is be somebody in a position where you start off your retirement with lawsuits, with problems. Remember, protecting your principal, getting reasonable rates of return, getting reliable retirement income. That's what Total Financial Solutions and TFS Financial Insurance Services, that's what we do. Our job is to keep you safe and protected. If I can help you, guys, it would be my honor. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. Stay with me. I'm Eric Halby. This is your place for news, talk, and information. This is AM870. The answer. Higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial power. The total financial hour. Now Arab has a plan for me. Higher income strategy. I'll retire comfortably. Thanks to Arab Halabi. Now every dollar's got a job to do. Arab makes your money work. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Arab Halaby, the total financial hour. TFS Financial Insurance Services every week at this time. We talk about your family's finances, of course, getting out of debt, managing money planning for the future and what that's all about. Our goal really is to have you understand a few things. And most importantly in this whole story is how to have a comfortable, safe, enjoyable, and productive retirement. The last thing I want you to do is to uh, do what maybe your great-grandparents did, which is get to a rocking chair, sit on the porch at age 64, and just wait to die. Right? (laughs) There was just not a lot of activities And so as people are doing this, listen, folks follow jobs, people follow their, their family, and sometimes they follow the weather, right? Listen, the reason that California is so amazing, frankly, is the weather. You say, yeah, but I could be at the beach in the mountains. When was the last time your butt put a, uh, you know, you put a, a pinky toe in the ocean? I know many of you do. We benefit by the cold water being close to us. It's a uh, geological and and a a weather phenomenon, right? It's the way the weather works. Having cold water offshore keeps us dry, keeps us a a lot more comfortable. But you haven't been up to the ski slopes. You, you, You don't go up to the mountains. You don't go to the ocean. You're not in the rivers and lakes as much as you might think. Many of you. So I understand that we could be there in 15 minutes and, you know, I could be in the mountains in one day and da, 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 da. Okay, I get it. The one thing you deal with every single day is the peace of mind. And I want you to have it because you've just worked, sacrificed, given to so many others, maybe even sacrificed a lot of your own personal choices to raise a family, 
to make sure your kids or your spouse, to make sure that the community, the neighborhood, your employees, whatever it is, you did it. And now it's time. You've heard me talk about some of the organizations that are moving. We heard recently over 1,600 manufacturing companies in the last year have left the state of California. 1,600. So what are heavy manufacturing companies do? Well, they cut steel, they design things, they build many machines moving to to Arizona, Mexico, Texas. Yeah, Mexico. I flew on a plane uh, once as I was flying uh, to Las Vegas. And I was coming, uh, actually, I was coming back from Las Vegas. And there was a gentleman on the plane with me. And he said, yeah, I, I had uh, to visit some family here. Because his whole life was, was not even a suitcase. He didn't even have a carry-on. He says, oh, yeah, I just uh, spent the day. I said, oh, what do you do? He says, well, I moved all of my farms from the Imperial Valley over into the Mexican side of the border, tomatoes and strawberries. And I did so when NAFTA came to be. My labor costs dropped in half. My, my other costs dropped enormous, the cost of land and taxes. And so what he did is he moved his home from Southern California to the Nevada area, to Las Vegas, moved his business across the border, took advantage of the NAFTA programs. His net worth added two zeros in a very short period of time. Because you think the Biden, Obama, the, the Clinton administrations, the idea that the United States is second rate, and so we're going to be shifting jobs over. Surprise, if Biden is in, that's the same story. Well, how do we know? Well, just look at California. It's the most progressive state in the nation. We've done it. If you want to know what the United States is going to look like under an AOC vice presidency, simple. Just look at California. We're 2010 years, maybe, ahead of the story. So why are people fleeing the state? I brought in an expert. If you were here for the first half hour, you were... You had the pleasure of listening to John Catalano, heroesrealestateprogram.com. John Catalano. John is a, a real estate expert for uh, almost two decades, working in the field of understanding the relocation and why people are leaving California. You see, it didn't used to be this way until California became a super majority. What does that mean? It means the governors of one political party, Democrat. It means they... They have enough votes to override any kind of veto. There's zero negotiations done in the state assembly, which is like the House of Representatives, but on the state level. The state Senate, same thing, prestigious, little, uh, certainly fewer of them. They have a supermajority there. They need zero cooperation from the Republican side. So whatever the left wants to do all the way up the chain, they just do it. They pass it, sign the law next. Really, the Republicans are nothing more than a speed bump in the story here in California. And how do we know that? Because, look, everybody has to have a fight in their life. You have to have something, a struggle. I'm sure Freud or, or Shakespeare or somebody had written about this uh, internal, external struggle. We all have to have a struggle. And so if you're in politics in the state of California, there is no struggle anymore. Because it's not left versus right. It's left versus the progressive left. And in a struggle, you tend to come somewhere in between, maybe not quite exactly in the middle, but a little to the left, a little to the right, but you're closer to the center. When the struggle in California is now about the left and the far left, surprise, homelessness everywhere, surprise, people let out on the streets, surprise, you can shoplift, steal, shoot, doesn't matter, and you're out of jail by, by noon tomorrow. Because there's nobody with common sense. Everybody's trying to say, oh, yeah, well, I'll do what you did, but 
times three. Yeah, but I'm going to do what you did times 10. There's no more decency. So if you have the means, you have the money, you have the desire, you leave the state of California. Now you can keep your, your vacation home here. People have vacation homes in various places around the world. So what about your vacation home in California? Well, sometimes people do. They come and they go. And in this story, John has been an expert. So, John, we've talked about the, uh, the idea of people moving and coming and going and a lot of your clients selling their homes and moving out of state. Now, are they buying investment property other places? Are they buying primary residence? What are you seeing in that conversation? We're, we're seeing people sell their primary residence here in California and buying a new primary residence elsewhere, out of state. And so are they keeping any kind of presence here in the state of California as a second home, vacation home, to come visit their kids' home, anything like that? You know, some of our clients have investments in Big Bear and areas like that, but for the most part, they're up and out. It's unfortunate that that's the mentality of a lot of our clients right now. They're just out. And, and a lot of it is politics, cost of living, and quality of life. They're the three main reasons why people are going. What Are you hearing comments about quality of life? And is there one particular area that kind of drives you down down the direction? In other words, is it the homelessness? Is it taxes? Is it traffic? What, is, Everybody has their own reasons. You know, you can go into Los Angeles. We do a lot of work in L.A. and San Fernando Valley, Los Angeles City. And, and you could just drive on any major street and see some of the issues there. And, and the the residents are tired of it. They want out, and we are here to help them if we can. We want people to, to maintain their real estate. We want people to maintain where they live, and they love California for a reason. But if you have questions and you're thinking about leaving or you want to get out and you want to look at your pros and cons, just give us a call. Well, we've seen time and again that people are making that decision to leave. But if you're a buyer and you're trying to, let's say you, you have to stay here. Maybe you're in the entertainment industry or you work for JPL or you work for NASA or some of the companies that are located here and they may not have openings in other, or, or even other jobs, right? Disney is located here in Southern California. You don't really have a choice to work from home uh, very much anyway in many other parts of the country. Boeing certainly has other locations. Toyota has moved most of its operations. Mm-hmm. Allstate Insurance is completely out of, out of California now and into the, the Phoenix, Scottsdale area. What are you seeing with this age of moving? Are they retirees mostly, some younger, some older, anything that you can see? Well, it, it's a mix. There's definitely some retirees. Somebody put in a career in L.A. somewhere and they left. But now with COVID, business industry, they've learned that you can do the same job from your home and you don't have to come into an office now in the Los Angeles area. You could do it from anywhere you want. So as a result of that, not needing to be here because the job can be done in a home office, that's really made a lot of people's decisions to get out. Yeah, that's changed a lot. We had uh, folks that worked for some of the tech companies up in Silicon Valley. They sold everything early on. They got one of those vans. I mean, these guys make 300000 mm-hmm. a year each. And they just drove. They're in Pennsylvania. They're in the fall colors. They want to see the uh, Yosemite. And they work in their van. They work at, you know, at hotels. Maybe they're going to stay there for one week, two weeks. They were gone about eight months. And they just spent the time traveling, and they're still doing it. Right. And their deal was, look, this is probably the only time in our lives where it's going to be like this. They're auto-depositing our paycheck. The debit cards work every time we swipe it. We're good. 
We right. can withdraw cash if we need it. So there's a few things that I wanted to see in our conversation, John, that leads me to what I always worry about as a former law enforcement officer. I am always concerned about the scams and frauds that come across. And, of course, my expertise in the world of financial tends to drive down that direction. Tell me what you have seen in the moving company issues because we are not finding, one, moving companies available. We have a client that owns a U-Haul company. Let me, let me clear this up for a minute. In the U-Haul truck world, there are two companies. There's the uh, one way. Basically, you pick it up here and you drop it off in another state. And then there's the local, which means you drop, pick it up, do what you're going to do, and bring it back to the same location. I know I'm oversimplifying, but that's basically how it is. The ones leaving the state of California and going to other states, we're hearing that there isn't any, any vehicles available for the next six, eight weeks. That's right. I just did a blog article on that very topic, and it was U-Hauls, the one-way versus the two-way. I did it for November 1st. If you were moving from Los Angeles to Texas and you wanted a one-way U-Haul, it was $2,800, I believe, if I remember the article. $2,800 for a one-way U-Haul. But if you were going from Texas to Los Angeles, it was $283. That's if you could even get it, but that's the difference in cost. It's crazy. You know, we're seeing time and again, guys, that you have an opportunity to work part-time. You laid off with COVID. You can fly ahead to some of these moving trucks. You have a good driving record, good insurance. They will fly you into Phoenix and have you deadhead, which means drive an empty vehicle back and bring it back because they need it here in California. You can fly to Florida. They're going to pay you more money because there's a couple of stops. They'll actually pay for you to have the ability to, to have a per diem, which is hotel and meals. And they want that vehicle back. They track it. They're GPS tracking it. They know how far you should be going per day. And there are folks, you can make $200, $400, $600 in a couple of days work. If you can't find a job, you shouldn't be sitting around and just hanging out and waiting. In my opinion, you should go and find work. And if this is a place, it could work for you. You know, John, we've heard about some of the moving companies and some of the issues. I want to share a story. We had a client who's a retired FBI agent and left Los Angeles and moved to North Carolina. And in that period of time, they hired a moving company, of course. Now, they took some of their things together, but they also took and, and, and had an entire truck full of items. I'm, I'm going to be off on the numbers, but, but I'll be close. And they moved across. All right. Here's the numbers. I believe they paid around $5,000 for this. Now, it's not cheap. It's not expensive, but about $5,000. To move a truck. Now, it wasn't an entire truck. So they said, look, we have other loads going across the country. So you're going to be in part of this truck and we're going to stop along the way. We're going to pick up others, drop up others. So if you give us some flexibility, we'll charge you less money and we'll arrive at your home by this date. Well, sure enough, they showed up. And she's there with her family and the guy's out on the front in the street and a gentleman knocks on the door. Hi, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm from the movie. Hey, yes. It's great to see you. Great. Okay, just go ahead and start loading. You can put some things in. He goes, no, no, no. You don't understand. We need another $2,500. She said, what are you talking about? I have a contract that said $4,000. I paid you. He said, yeah, but you know, we had some unforeseen things along the way. Uh, gas was more expensive than we thought. Uh, we couldn't get as many loads as we thought. Mm -hmm. So I need 2500 She said, I'm not paying you 2500 <laughs> He goes, well, if you don't, we're not going to give you your stuff. He said, but, but this is my money. I paid for it. And the guy turned around, he whistles, waves his arm, and there the truck drives down the street and leaves. She's like, where are you going with my things? 
He said, here's a card. Give us a call when you're ready to pay the $2,500. Yeah, very common. Complaints like that are, are every day, every day occurrences. If you can even get that, that company, we hear nothing but people trying to be scammed out of more money. It's everything from uh, parolees, ex-cons to criminals to folks that are organized crime. I mean, nonstop, the moving industry does not have any regulatory agency that's babysitting it and making sure people are, are decent. So I want to give you some things to look for. John, one of the things that we always look at is a recommendation from people we trust. In other words, if a company has already done a good job, I want to know about it. You would do it if you went to a restaurant. You said, hey, they have, you, you have to order you know, the pasta. It's amazing. You have to order the steak. It's amazing. Those are good things. That recommendation works. You can check other people in your area. I prefer you not work with just a Facebook or a Google because those things can be phonied up. I really want real-life recommendations, maybe friends of friends, somebody that you trust. That's always the first place to look. If you have to go to these uh, reviews, right, the good reviews that you're going to look at, all right, fine. Some of these review sites, the, well, the, the Yelps. But I could never understand why I would make a decision based on somebody else's idea. They don't know who I am, right? They said, oh, look, this has six stars, five stars. I'm like, so what? Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I don't. So it's difficult to go through life counting on other people's opinions of what you should or shouldn't be doing. So, John, give me another idea as we're looking through this conversation. People are retired. They're ready to go in, move. Maybe it's across town. Maybe it's two two states away. But you had an idea the other day. Mm. And it's so darn simple. It's one (laughs) of those things that you wish you would have thought of it yourself. I don't know why I didn't. That's why we have John Catalano from heroesrealestateprogram.com. John, what is that idea? That's funny because when we were speaking, I was just telling you how we got one of our sellers just so much more money. I think it was thirty dollars or $40,000 over the asking price. And that, and that client of ours was having a problem getting a moving company. So I'm like, we just made you X amount of money to walk away and leave the state. Why do you need to take anything with you? Pack up the things that you want, your family photo album, pack up your dog, your family, take them across the country and sell everything else. If you're not going to sell it, donate it to some of the great charities. There's some vet organizations, some homeless organizations. There's so many things you could do with that. And when you're going to start your life over in a new state, start it over with new furniture and treat yourself and your family to that as well. Yeah, you if, you, if you just made $50,000 more... You know, take your favorite clothes, right? Absolutely. Your shoes, whatever it might be. But otherwise, you could buy another toothbrush. You could buy, right? Why would you carry a used couch and pay a lot of money to have a used couch or a used... Now, you have antiques, I understand. You have things that are of value that go beyond a replacement of at, at your local furniture store. Maybe we can talk about that. But, John, you hit it right on the head when you said, look, we just got you $50,000 above asking, 30000 above asking. Sure. You know, I, I don't know. For a lot of people, that's enough to fill a house. Absolutely. And for that special momento, momento that maybe your grandmother gave you the chandelier in your, in your living room or wherever it may be, ship it out to Texas or wherever you're going, and it'll follow you, you know, for a very minimal cost. And don't go through the hassle of finding a mover if that's really not that necessary. Yeah, you could use any of the, the FedEx, I guess, UPS, any of those shipping organizations. In fact, we saw something. There's, there are organizations. There's, there's moving companies that move equipment. Now, a lot of these, you know, man cave garages, you take a look and you see amazing equipment, you know, uh, CNC machines inside of people's garages, 
woodworking machines, uh, lifts for their cars and, and mechanic, uh, all sorts of things. There are actual companies that just specialize in that. And they will come to your house. They will load up that heavy equipment. They will load up those items. And it's much easier than having a regular moving company come. Now, listen, it's going to cost money. But if you work with somebody like John and you end up with more money in your pocket because there was a bidding war on your home. Now, how do we decide if we're trying to work as to which way we're going to go with this? How do I decide where to even price my house in order to get a bidding war? Because, you know, I kind of like that idea. It's sitting in my mind here. Well, that's easy. You know, you want to price the house on where you know the comps are. It's very easy to figure out comps for for what you're selling. And the comps are? The comps are, you know, another home, similar size, similar location, similar features. Comparables, this, comparables. basically. Yeah, exactly. Right. This one had a pool. We know where it's going to be. You, it, it, condos are very simple. Single-family homes are very simple to figure it out. That's what a professional real estate you know, agent is going to do. If it's priced right and it shows well, you're going to drive up the demand. But what's really driving up the demand now is there's so few listings on the market today and there's so many more buyers. So because there are so many more buyers, you're getting the multiple offers. If your house got 20 offers on it this weekend, there's 19 agents and 19 buyers that are really disappointed that their offer wasn't picked. So with that said, they're going to want to over overbid. They're going to want to overpay. And that's what's driving up the market. It's a, the law of supply so, and demand. Uh, there's some ethical things I'm not completely familiar with in the world of real estate. So if, if it crosses the line, let me know. But if I have 20 offers and you know they're all various levels above, usually the same or above my asking price, is it is it right to go back and say, hey, guys, the Instead of seven hundred ninety-five thousand, that's what I was asking. I got eight twenty-five. Do any of you want to bid more than eight twenty-five? You, you know what we do is we won't limit it to a price. What we will do is we have multiple offers, and multiple offers means two or more. Doesn't matter. It's, they can think there's twenty offers, two offers, multiple offers is multiple offers. We will send out what's called a multiple counter offer to all the parties. So if there were two two offers or ten offers. We're going to say, okay, here we are. Send us your highest and best. Now, the highest and best may already be the greatest offer. They may come up another five or ten thousand dollars. So we just got that seller another five or ten thousand dollars on top of what they were willing to pay anyway, by something as simple as a multiple counter offer to everybody. So there, so there's a technique of saying without saying that we want to get more money, but not talk about more money. Sure. But I do need to have a greater amount come in. Okay, that's interesting. But here, here's what you have to watch out, though, because you don't want to offer $800,000 on a house that's really only worth 600000 You want to be able to make sure that that person can close. Yeah. So what we do to protect the seller is we want to make sure that are they going to waive their appraisal contingency because the bank is not going to do a loan on a home right. if it's only valued at $600,000, but some – Agent says, well, let's write it for eight. We'll definitely get it. And then when it doesn't appraise, we'll just drop it down to eight. They'll have to sell it. It doesn't work that way. What we'll do is we'll make sure somebody is waiving their appraisal contingencies or waiving their, their loan contingencies or they have enough cash to come in with the difference. If, if there's going to be a $50,000 difference in the value of the house of appraisal versus what they want to pay, we want to make sure that that buyer has the funds in an account to be able to do that. And then we can still make the deal close the escrow close because they have the cash to make up the difference of where it doesn't appraise at. So they'll still come in. They'll they'll come in at a much higher rate and tough luck. That's the price that they're going to pay. That's the way it goes. 
Yeah, we we do what we can to get our our sellers the most money. And now for our buyers, you know, we try to do things to get their offer accepted. And there's a you know, we can shorten our continuances as a buyer to make them look more attractive. We can say, look, we're willing to do a rent back for you for whatever period of time you need as a seller until you find your home a choice. That goes a long way. Somebody may be willing to take $10,000, $20,000 less in order, in order to have that peace of mind, knowing that they're not going to be thrown out of their house and homeless. You know, a lot of that occurs, right, as we walk through this, we're retiring and we're leaving the state of California. But I have seen time and again where the folks that are leaving, sometimes they try to come back. Sometimes they get into this position. But, John, when we're thinking about this and you're ready to give up and pick up and go, those extra dollars make a difference. Sure. Because that means you have a better shot at retiring. That means you have a chance to get into your life and not worry about running out of money. It means you have a chance to have another source of income. How many folks are moving or deciding to relocate and, in fact, keeping their house here to rent. Are you seeing any of that? I'm seeing, no, not that often. And you know why? Because right now you can't, if you have a renter and they're not paying your rent because of COVID or whatever it is, there's no eviction courts right now getting people out. So we have investors that are very hesitant about buying right now because if somebody goes in your home and doesn't pay rent, when are you going to be able to legally get them out? That's scary. That's scary for a lot of us when part of your retirement income is coming from rental properties. That's why, listen, TFS Financial Insurance Services, our job is to say or to help you with multiple sources of income in retirement. Your Social Security, his Social Security, your retirement pension, his rental property, uh, IRA, uh, 401k, all of these different accounts to give you reliable retirement income so that if there's a hiccup, if the market is down, if real estate is empty if your rental properties are not paying. You don't have to throw all of your retirement life, your choices. And remember what I said at the beginning, the most important thing, which is peace of mind. There's no reason to retire and to be stressed just like you were driving on the 405 freeway for an hour and a half each way to work. Why would you do that? This is a time in life when you're to relax. And that's what we're here for. Hey, guys, 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. That was John Catalano, heroesrealestateprogram.com. Here's an idea, guys. You have a chance. You want to get a hold of him? You reach out to me. I'll get you his number. I'm Eric Hallaby, 888-99-RETIRE. This is your place for news, talk, and information. Name 870, The Answer. has a plan for me. Higher income strategy. Learn about financial power. Total Financial Hour.